We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, guys. Welcome in. It is Thursday morning, the 29th of December, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, for these morning shows, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how you doing? Happy uh, last show of the week to you. Enjoying yourself? You got any big plans? Not yet. Not yet. Um, just going over to a little college football watch party on Saturday. I think that's about it. And then uh, my mom's birthday is actually the 31st. So everybody wants to party on her birthday. So um, we will be uh, we'll be checking that out. Well, awesome. Happy early birthday to your mom. Everyone uh, chat, uh, chat. Make sure you wish Scott's mom a early, early happy birthday there. <laughs> and uh, man, I'm really excited for these college football playoff games. I mean, the Broncos game is this is probably the least enthusiastic I've been for a, a game for a bit. I mean, we didn't even mention it in the show because this is typically a preview show. What's there to preview? Um, 16 Broncos are on the injury report. They have 24 guys on IR, and they're going into Arrowhead for probably a, a slaughter. I mean, what's the, the spread should be like 17. I don't even know if that's enough. You've heard me say before, there is a certain calmness and utter doom. Yeah. You know, it's it's when it's like, wait a minute, and when they jump out 14 to nothing and you start going, maybe, maybe, and then you're like, Damn it. I knew not to get my hopes up. You know, it's yeah. just there's a certain calmness. It's, it's, there's nothing to lose. Go out there and anything you get is gravy. Yep. It's a it's actually a very stress free game this weekend, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It kind of reminds me of uh, I think I mentioned this when you mentioned there's a certain calmness and utter doom. Uh, the very end of Toy Story three. Uh, mm-hmm. No spoilers out there, but when they're sitting there and they're going to that incinerator and they just kind of all hold hands and are quiet. I mean, it's like, yep. This is the end. Um, we're, we're all just going down. Uh, at least we have each other. Um, but uh, <laughs> plenty to talk about today. We'll get a little bit into this Broncos Chiefs game. Um, some rumors. And also, I think this is very much of note. And I wanted to open up with this. Scott may have been reading too much into this, but there's potentially no Broncos reporter as connected to the team as Mike Kliss, uh, Channel Channel 9 News. Mike Kliss, now I th- maybe there's a little bit of He's maybe not as close now that Elway's gone because Cliss and Elway were really close, uh, but still very close. And Cliss tweeted out last night uh, a list of the 2024 quarterback prospects saying, keep an eye on this and make sure you go back and watch Drake May versus Bo Nix uh, if you didn't watch it already. Reading too much into that? Is he just reading the leaves? I mean, a lot of people, Russell Wilson has this massive contract, uh, but he's already tweeting out guys for next year's first round quarterback list. No, I it's... 
it makes sense. I mean, you look at the contract, you look at the, it, it could be you're, you're throwing a bone to people who are saying we've, we're ready to move on from Mike Cliss, uh, from Mike Cliss, from, uh, from Russell Wilson. But at the really, realistically, the soonest it can happen would be after next season. So, mm-hmm. Hey, keep an eye on 2024. That's not going to be a surprise to anybody and anybody shouldn't be offended if you're the quarterback or you're anybody involved with the Denver Broncos and someone was talking about, hey, you might not last past 2023, you shouldn't be offended or surprised that you might not last past this weekend. So, you know, you've got contracts. There's guys that are safer than others, but nobody should be under the impression that their job is safe other than maybe like, you know, Pat Sertan. Uh, yeah. That's that's it, really. Justin Simmons, maybe, but his contract is even questionable. I mean, yeah. When you're when you're playing like this, when you've had a season like this, when you're firing a coach in season for performance, not for you know uh, extracurricular activities, everybody's freaking job is on the line. Yeah, everybody's. Definitely thought it was of note though that uh, Cliss is tweeting this out, uh, and he says, "Quote: Broncos figure to be all over this QB list in 2024." I mean, that's I wouldn't say that shots fired, but that's very much a it is showing your hand. It um, is, especially for, you know, for a, a mouthpiece of the of the team, you know, an unofficial mouthpiece of the team to come out and say something like that. That Yeah, it's uh, it acts. It makes a lot of sense. And it's Albert not coming and saying good morning. Good morning, Albert. So uh, I'm assuming that's what it is. I mean, you know, you know, some language is close enough, but it's German. good morning to you, my friend. Hope things are well. But yeah, there's nobody should be surprised, least of all. Russell Wilson or anybody like that who, I mean, who's going to get offended other than Russell Wilson that you say, Hey, we could be looking at a quarterback in 24. No one, no yeah. one. Wait, if, if any, if, if anybody's going to be offended, it's like, wait a minute. Why, why are you waiting so long? <laughs> 20, 2024. What about next year? That would be the, that would be the only negative reaction you would get from most of yeah. Bronco country. And it really does align with what we've been talking about on here for a bit. Uh, the way the Russell Wilson contract sets up. I know there's kind of a movement for people to move on from him this year. Everything I've told is that financially that's not a viable option, uh, but they could move on from him with that post June 1st cut after next season, which voids, I think it's 38 million guaranteed on that 2025 salary. So if they, they can't wait a year, otherwise you have a massive salary that goes guaranteed the following year. So what one more year for sure. One yep. one more year for sure. Even if it's you put them in and we they joked about this. This came in as a super last week as a joke about, you know, put them on the 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 what is it? The non I said the non-football injury list. The the PNP what's the word in the morning? That physically unable to perform. Pup, the pup list because he's physically unable to perform. I so I was like I'm I'm serious about this. You know, put him on the non-injury pup. That's what the Falcons did with Calvin Ridley. Yes, that's a possibility. Now, I don't think it's a realistic possibility because it'd be ugly. There's still something left in Russell Wilson. Uh, there, there is. Mm-hmm. He didn't just go from Pro Bowl in 2021 to you know just a complete disaster in 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 uh, this year. I, I mixed up my years, 2021 to 2022. The drop off has been steep, but there there is a bounce back in there. There's been a lot a lot that isn't just Russell Wilson, isn't just Nathaniel Hackett, isn't just the offensive line, isn't just the injuries. It's a combination of all of those things. And if you can start fixing some of those, maybe some that were at the bottom, injuries get better, your offensive line gets better, your head coach gets better, 
Russell Wilson should get better. You're, so yeah. you're not going to just mothball him, but that would be the option. That's the nuclear option in 2023 is you shelve him. Maybe you play with a 52-man roster uh, and he's a, a, a healthy scratch every single week, but it's only like a $22 million cap hit as opposed to uh, a $90 million dead cap hit. You're not waving the guy this year. Yeah. You might stick him in the corner. They In, in football and soccer – they have the guys go off and practice with the reserves. That's it's like you're going to go practice with the practice squad. That's what they do with guys who are, you know, their contracts coming up or they've been a problem. They go practice with the reserves and are basically forgotten about. Mm-hmm. That's what you do with Russell Wilson next year if he's completely unsalvageable, which yeah. I don't I don't I don't believe. And you talk about mothballing him. That wouldn't happen to start the season, but maybe, you know, halfway through he's still playing bad. Uh, then you might mothball him then because he does have injury guarantees on the contract for sure. 2024. We've seen twice already this year. Yep. I mean, we saw we it just... with the Colts and, and, and Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. and we just saw it yesterday with Derek Carr. Derek Carr, who yeah. will be a wearing a different uniform next year, unless Josh McDaniel gets fired and the new guy comes in, doesn't want to save $28 million on Derek Carr's contract, Derek Carr will not be a Raider. Um, and they won't play him the rest of the year in case, you know, to prevent injury. So very, very similar. Yeah, really interesting. So just real quick, putting a bow on this, the names that uh, Mike Kliss tweeted out here, Caleb Williams. I mean, if you haven't heard of Caleb Williams by now, you're probably living under a rock. Uh, the Heisman or winner. You're watching really the show, you've heard of Caleb Williams. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Caleb Williams, though, he'd be number one overall in this class if he came out. Uh, Drake May last night had some incredible, he was not the most efficient performance by him, but you watch it and that's like, Oh, that's a high end NFL throw. Oh, that's a high end NFL throw. Uh, Oh, that he's running now around. I mean, redshirt freshman, six foot four two thirty. I mean, he's, he's really a great quarterback. He might be number one overall. If he was out this year, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, you got Quinn Ewers at Texas who plays Michael Penix and Washington tonight. And Quinn Ewers was considered a very highly rated quarterback prospect out there at Texas. Got a great arm. Uh, he, this list lists um, Shadur Sanders, who's the former Jackson State quarterback who's transferring to Colorado. I know there's some Buffs fans in here. I watched some Sanders. I don't see it with him as far as being a first-round caliber quarterback, but I've been wrong before. Um, Bo Nix listed here. Jaden Daniels for LSU listed here. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke listed here. I don't think either any of those guys are first rounders per se, but you might talk me into day two. Uh, the one name that's missing here that I think we should probably keep an eye on is uh, Michigan's JJ McCarthy. Um, they haven't thrown the ball very much at Michigan this year, but he's got a live arm and he is very athletic. There was a play last year in the big 10 championship where he outran the running back from Michigan to go make a block on a safety and, hauled him out and I mean he's just a great athlete we saw in the Ohio State game he's got a down the field arm keep an eye on JJ McCarthy as well for 2024 I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on this one real quick Colin because it's uh for, for Colin talking about the whole concept of elite quarterback is changing though and Russ is going against the wind because quarterbacks need to have running ability they need the first need of a quarterback has to do with their arm their right or left arm that's the need the problem is, and I'll say this until my face turns completely blue and my eyes bug out, is the guys that you typically think of with the elite arms that don't have the running mobility, they're playing baseball. They're just not around anymore. They're not. How many guys have you seen out there, Nick, where you go, he's got an absolute rocket for an arm, does everything well that you see in the college game anymore. Rocket for an arm. But he's kind of a statue in the pocket, but he can do everything. He reminds me of a, a throwback guy. Those guys are playing baseball, man. They don't exist anymore. So, I can think of one, um, but he sucked in the NFL because he could not move. And that is Jacob Eason, who had an incredible arm, six foot six, couldn't move. J Jacob Eason, who transferred out of Georgia because he couldn't win the starting job in college. So maybe yep. he wasn't all that. No, he wasn't right? all that, but he didn't have an amazing arm. He just was. I'm, just, I'm just saying, but has everything but feet. Yeah. You know, it has everything except the mobility. Th those guys are, those guys are making $300 million or trying to chase that $300 million in baseball. So they don't need to have running ability. It's just the guys that have the world-class arms that aren't necessarily great runners. They're playing baseball, man. That's just, that's, I've been saying that for 15 years and I'm still not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons the game has changed just because there's 15 professional baseball players on each team times 30. There's 500 jobs round out. By the time you DL guy, there's 500 major league jobs with a better standard of less danger, quality of afterlife, more guaranteed, guaranteed money. It's just a, a more sure thing. Yep. Baseball has done more to hurt the throwing quarterback than mobile quarterbacks have. And you guys heard it here. Baseball players go to heaven. They have a better afterlife and football players straight to hell. Um, from, it's from tough. Scott. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah, no, all, the, I, all the NFL guys I know, their kids all play baseball, baseball, I know. basketball. 
you, you just said afterlife. So I just wanted to give you a hard time there, but um, <laughs> coming in, we got red John. Uh, anyone got any bacon this morning? No bacon for me just yet, but uh, if you cook some up for me, I'll definitely oblige. We're more of a turkey bacon house. Uh, the wife likes turkey bacon, and I'm not really that picky. Although when I'm back in Iowa, a good slab of fresh bacon, oh, man, it's the best. More more pigs than people in the state of Iowa. <laughs> Jeremy Sean coming in saying, morning, boys. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. It was a very good Christmas. Hopefully got some good presents uh, soon from Mr. Penner. Sounds like he's willing to, uh, you know, you see those spoiled kids who don't get everything they want and it's expensive. Uh, he's he's going to be opening the checkbook and making sure that Broncos country at least uh, maybe we don't get what we want, but it's going to be a highly valuable paid asset that's brought in and talking about highly paid assets. Uh, Jetty splash coming in $5 saying any chance Russell Wilson will forfeit some of his salary to rebuild. I believe Elway would have it's the old school Denver culture. I don't see it happening. Uh, I think that he's got this massive contract. He's about that money. He's, I guess you're paid what somebody's willing to pay you. So he's earned that money. Um, just, it, it seems pretty inconceivable. Now, if things were going well in Denver and we needed a little bit of cash, let's say, you know, an extra 3 million to go sign a left tackle or a better running back for him. I think that's a possibility, but giving back Russ, Russell Wilson forfeiting some money in this case is the ability to move on from him. I don't see that happening. Yeah, hey, uh, let's 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 flash back here just a little bit, okay? Um, first of all, forfeit no. When guys create more room internally, it just means they maybe take a little bit more money up front or they push the money towards the back. You usually have leverage with those guys, meaning you can waive them. You don't have leverage to cut Russell Wilson right now because of his dead cap hit. You don't want to extend him right now because you basically want to get out from this contract as soon as possible. So those are the two that would be able to leverage. And if you're going to do that, you do that on the front end. And let's remember, does anybody remember? This seems like a long, long time ago. The heat Russell Wilson took for giving a league-friendly, team-friendly, he's a corporate guy because he didn't get as much money guaranteed as he could have. Do y'all remember that? I do. You remember how he was getting ran through the ground by the national media about him hurting other players because he didn't get enough for himself. So in essence, he already did give some of that money back to the Denver Broncos when he signed his initial contract. As crazy as that sounds now, unfortunately, this Irishman has a really, really good memory when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's definitely true, and uh, I think it was in the receipts, Nick. Yeah, in con and I guess the Broncos. We can say this is bad. They dodged a bullet, not going with the Deshaun Watson 100% guaranteed contract. And man, Deshaun Watson's looked pretty damn terrible uh, for the Browns as well. Maybe it's not he played in 18 months. That's true, but uh, I mean, remember Michael Vick when he came out of uh, you know of, of a two year sabbatical? He yeah. wasn't. It took him a year. You know yeah. how about how about Michael Jordan? Maybe the greatest ever. You know yeah. it's. It's not easy. This game is not easy, despite the fact that some make it look like that. Yeah, the margins are very thin, but uh, still Broncos have a little bit more leeway uh, than the Browns and didn't sell their soul for that one. We got Lewis Coden, Condon coming in saying Bo Nix and Caleb Williams are someone like Ohio State C.J. Stroud. So C.J. Stroud is going to be out in this draft class. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing he's going to go in the top 18 picks uh, in this draft. Uh, he struggles some under pressure, not a dynamic athlete by any means and can be kind of somewhat erratic. Sometimes he throws like the most beautiful touch pass that any quarterback in this class can make. And other times he 
I don't, I don't know what he's looking at. So he'll go early. Uh, I see a lot of Jared Goff with him, which is not a dig. Jared Goff's playing good football right now. Um, and you get Jared Goff on a rookie contract. You can go to the playoffs with that kind of guy. Uh, but um, Bo Nix and Caleb Williams are for next year and CJ Stroud this year. Broncos might go after a quarterback in the draft this year. I'm highly skeptical. It's the first round. Uh, you're probably talking about a guy that's coming out in, you know, round three through round five. And the big issue is that, and we've already kind of talked about some of these guys, but because of NIL, a lot of the quarterbacks that were considered to be interesting prospects that could go, you know, day two through early day three, they're going back to college. They're going back for NIL. As they absolutely should nowadays. Now that things are getting fair, it used to drive me crazy when you get these some of these kids were marginal NFL guys, but were broke as can be. They're like, I'm I'm going to the NFL. And they wouldn't get drafted. Yep. You know, it's like, guys, this system is so broken. You know, stay in school. You know, and they honestly, they can't necessarily afford to stay in school yeah. um, because of their, their home situation. And they're trying to come out and be a, a six-round draft pick. I, I saw it a zillion times. So, you know, I, the one I, I meant to say this last night, Nick, or the last time we were on <clears throat> was – what this reminds me a little bit of is uh, a franchise tag. You know, when I was talking about Anthony Richardson, so this was probably yesterday, Anthony Richardson probably could make more money staying one more year at Florida in one season, kind of like being on a franchise tag, but he would give up a, a longer term deal with a guaranteed contract that would pay him four X what one year of college would. So I understand that. That's a very similar. Um, my list on this, Lewis, though, if we're, if we're ranking him as Caleb Williams is a one. He's a bona fide number one overall. C.J. Stroud, I still think, is a top 15 guy. And Bo Nix, I, I say it all the time, we're all biased. I, I went to Auburn. I watched Bo Nix. Not for me in the, anything above the third, man. Not, not right now. So yeah. you want to talk about a guy that can run but can't throw? There you go. The, the, uh, the, I mean, I'm not saying he can't throw. I'm exaggerating. Yeah. But the number one, what you need to have in this league to play college football, to play NFL football is the arm. And yep. he he hadn't proved that he could be accurate enough, calm enough, poised enough, any of those other things. But hey, he's a great athlete. And he improved this season. I'm glad that he's stars. Apologies. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Bonix did improve this year, though. I'll be fun to watch him next season at Oregon. Um, Lord knows they're going to be able to pay to get guys around him uh, with that Phil Knight money. Let's say hello to some people. Kevin Gray coming in saying, morning, Broncos country, Nick and Scott. I really like Harbaugh. I'll kick back and listen to the country, Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Harbaugh, yeah, it seems like the Broncos are definitely going to go after Jim Harbaugh. That seems to be their number one guy. Um, but the question isn't if the Broncos are interest, interested. The question is if Harbaugh is interested. And I think there's only like a $3 million buyout for the Broncos to go get him, which is nothing Nothing. (laughs) compared i think Deion sanders buyout is like 15 million or something um other coaches at three million is really small for harbaugh uh maybe they think that there's no way he would uh leave because he's a michigan man but he's had multiple interviews at the nfl side i do believe there is some language in his contract where he can get a lot more money leaving michigan next cycle not this cycle so that's something to keep in mind as well but uh i think it's like almost like 30 million or something like a difference of that which is substantial it's a lot but i mean he's rich he's rich you know i mean he's when you're making 10 million a year it's it's where he is and you're about to get a contract offer between 15 and 20 to come in the nfl or something like that it becomes about what do you want to do yeah what do you want to do with your life what do you want to do with your life we'll throw it back to twisted sister here there's a throwback for jeremy and ethan if he's on 
Um, I saw them live. It was a good show. <laughs> it was. Um, but what what do you want to do? He's got more money than he's ever going to need. It's it's almost like people you know people are like money talks. This is you know the the penners will get whoever they want to because you know money talks. There, there's a certain amount where you know rich is rich, man. You know, at 15, 20, 25, how do you, where do you want to be? You know, wh- what do you, what do you want to do? Where do you want to coach? What's the best situation for you? Money doesn't really become a factor anymore, you know, because there's more money that's beyond everybody's wildest dreams. So him coming out, him, him saying, okay, one more year and I could get 30 ne- isn't necessarily the factor for me. It's, where do you want to be? Do you still want to deal with all these 20-year-old, 17-year-old kids and their parents and their handlers and 85 scholarships plus the other 85 you're talking to in the in the transfer portals and what a headache that is? Or do you want to go coach football in the NFL and get paid eight figures for it a year, get a nine-figure contract and be able to coach football in the yeah. biggest most popular league in the world in the world for for for, for that isn't international football, well, at least in the U.S. Do you want to do that? Because you were successful doing this before um, at San Francisco. Do you want to do that or not? That's what it will boil down to for me, Nick. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, it's his choice. The ball's in his court. They're going to make a press on him, and uh, we'll see if it happens. Jetty Splash, good morning. Good to see you, Jetty. He says, I will try and not tilt this morning. Yeah, Jetty's been on a tilt. Um, we appreciate you, Jetty. It's frustrating times in Broncos country, no doubt. We got Richard coming in saying, hope you all had a nice Christmas in spite of the game. Absolutely did. Um, it was such a punched out so early. It kind of felt like the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, whatever year it was, where we're down like a lot just so fast. It's like, well, now I can sit back and not care and just watch it happen. Um, so is what it is. Mike Gibbons. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Good to see you. Miguel coming in. Good morning, fellas. Good to see you, Miguel. Always appreciate you. Dom, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Finally get to see my dogs on Saturday and my mother-in-law's birthday is on New Year's Eve as well, Scott. Have a great weekend, guys. Are are we brothers? (laughs) Dom (laughs) and Scott. I mean, it's got to be. Same last name. Um, You you guys probably look the same. No, um, see you next year as well, Dom. Yeah, we'll talk, I'm sure. We got Greg. Greg, you didn't hit us up on Twitter, but um, that's okay. Uh, Hope you're doing well. If you do hit us up on Twitter, then... You know, let us know. We can tweet out the uh, GoFundMe yep. and talking about Greg's uh, recent passing of his mother. Speaking um, of mothers. Yeah, tough, tough time, especially this time of year. But uh, obviously never easy. But thinking about you, Greg, was looking for you last night as well to give you a shout out. But glad to have you here this morning. We what a transition John. to this one, Nick. Just kind of okay. talking about the 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 title. Want to get into yeah. it a little bit because there's been some Sean Payton questions in here. Uh, there was one that started off with, does Sean Payton make sense and Peyton Manning is quarterback coach? The first part makes sense. The second, no. The second's not going to happen. Um, Peyton Manning, I don't see him ever really, at least in this stage of his life, maybe when he gets a little a little older, when he's had some fun, he's having fun right now. Um, getting into the admin side of things other than a special advisor. You know, he can make all the money in the world right now having fun. Remember, getting back to what I said about the money doesn't become a deciding factor at a certain level. Peyton Manning's not doing anything for the money right now. He's doing it because he wants to. He's rich. He's wealthy, <laughs> as Shaq once, or as Chris Rock, I think, once described the difference. He's wealthy. So Peyton Manning's not going to come be a quarterback coach. Could he be a special advisor to a general manager or a consultant to the Pet Walton Penner? Yeah, he could do that. But I don't mm-hmm. think he's in for the grind. Now, John asks, do you think Sean Payton is really set as Fangio as his defensive coordinator? I'd like to see... Uh, 
Evero stay with the next staff. I don't think Sean Payton's going to make a nine-figure decision, which is that what we could be talking about. He could get an eight-year, $100 million contract for somebody, and that's not unreasonable. A nine-figure contract based on Vic Fangio. Don't think that's happening. So he'll put feelers out there. I'm sure he's got some other options in mind on who he would want as his defensive coordinator. Um, that he's not going to hitch his wagon to Vic Fangio. It's the other way around, y'all. It's the other way around. And there has been reports of Sean Payton already having a staff together of what he he would like to have. And if he had to pivot, he would. Uh, maybe <laughs> Fangio would come back. I think it's probably too fresh from Fangio being here with the weird dynamic that caused some weird dynamics in the locker room. But uh, yeah, I th- the Broncos are gonna at least I, I might as well get into it. Uh, according to ESPN insider and reporter uh, Jeremy Fowler, he has an article on. ESPN plus, but is also able to find a lot of it from a uh, bleacher report. Um, and the quote from Jeremy Fowler says uh, people around the NFL are expecting the Broncos to at least check on Sean Payton's interest in the job and possibly make a major run at him. Uh, there's obviously been reports that Sean Payton is very interested in either Los Angeles gig that could open up. Uh, he's also interested in the Dallas Cowboys gig. And Justina Anderson also points out the Arizona Cardinals potentially being a spot as well. Arizona Cardinals, they're not as, they're also in a world of suck down out there in Arizona. They're terrible. They're devoid of more talent than the Broncos roster. They're also tied to a quarterback who's not falling off a cliff like Russell Wilson, but he might not even play next year. And he's got a very specific style of football uh, that he has to play as well. So Arizona's, I wouldn't say a very ideal spot and Broncos can definitely outpay Arizona. I guess they do have their first round pick, which is a big difference between the two spots, but um the LA spots, Dallas, and pick. yeah, top. It's going to be top four for sure. Um, so we'll see unless unless they beat the uh, the Falcons, which you might be pulling for Scott. But uh, we'll be interesting to see. And the Broncos uh, going after Sean Payton. I think it's an interesting one because rumors so far have been Sean Payton doesn't have much interest in coming to Denver. It seemed like everything was pointing towards Sean Payton going to the Chargers, and now the Chargers are on a heater, making the playoffs, and could finish with. 10, 11 wins on a team that's been pretty injured uh, this season. That ends up being a pretty good job when you're talking about the the injuries that the, a a pretty good job done. We know that any NFL job for the most part is a good job. Relatively speaking, there's tears. Um, But I I think Staley's done a good job with that team. They could finish 11 and six and make the playoffs. He ain't going anywhere. You're not going to fire a guy that went 11 and six and finish strongly unless they get blown out in the first round of the playoffs and you, you need an excuse that's possible. Miguel comes in. He says, I think Evero stays if Jim Harbaugh is head coach, being that he worked under him in San Francisco. That's a that's good. That is a good uh, tie. It could also mean that he has no chance working for him, being that he worked for him in San Francisco. You never know. Um, yeah. You know, Harbaugh hasn't always been the most liked guy around. But again, you're not looking for friends at this point. Um, y'all heard me say before, I don't mind an a-hole. I can't stand a hypocrite. I, I like Nick Saban. He is a cutthroat mercenary. I don't want to go play golf with him. I don't want to have, I, I wouldn't mind having lunch with him, but you know what I mean? I don't want to go out and be buddy, buddy with him, but by God, I wouldn't mind him coaching my football team. We don't need to be friends if you're doing a good job, but he might be tough to work for. The only one I ever knew that could work for more than one year under Nick Saban in his fifties and sixties, he's 70 something now was Kirby smart. Kirby's was the only one that lasted multiple years under Nick Saban. 
Yeah. Um, Nick, Nick Saban can be a little bit of a hypocrite when it comes to the Alabama program not making the playoffs or not. <laughs> because it's crazy. How, I mean, he's that's, representing that's typical. It's politicking. It was, yeah. it was the Bobby Bowden type that I just couldn't stand where his players are running amok of the law. And he's, oh, by golly, gee, Willie, boys will be boys. You know, well, it's just that the, the Urban Meyer. We're going to oh, do yeah. it cleaner and better and everybody than 100%. And meanwhile, his players are running afoul of the law. I mean, it's just yeah. that's a hypocrite. You know, yeah, that was those were the ones I didn't like where Steve Spurrier was a jerk and I loved him for it. Loved him. Nick Saban's not trying to be anybody's friend with that. That's yeah. so that that's what I mean um, by yeah. that type. But getting back to Peyton, he's going to answer the phone. If the Walton Penner group calls from the Denver Broncos, you're going to your your foot's in the door. You're you're going to get you're going to get your chance to make your case and make your make your appeal. And, and as they've gone through it, as, as Greg Penner was going through why this is going to be a, an attractive job because it's the Denver Broncos. I don't have to tell you all who the Denver Broncos are and why that is an, a, a good job. And you've got invested unlimited wealth in order to do what you want to do to build this right now, your team isn't where you want to be. And you've got a contract that's hampering you, but if I'm only if I'm looking at this as a one year deal, but if I'm looking at this as, hey, where do I want to spend the last ten years of my career before I retire? Okay, T- two years out of ten is just a blip. When you get into your late forties, and I'm not fifty yet, you can hold your breath for a year. A year goes by quickly. It might not seem like it right now to y'all, but a, a year goes by quick, and then you're turning things over and going again. Yep. It does fly by. It feels like these uh, years post Peyton Manning have all just run by really quickly. But it's been seven years now. God. Uh, Michael coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Good to see you, Michael. We appreciate you coming in. We also got our guy Kaylee on. Yo, how you doing, Kaylee on? Uh, hope you have a good, hope you had a good holiday out there. Um, we also got GTO. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I want to say hi to David real quick also, yeah. who comes in. Uh, good morning, David. Appreciate the support. Coming in with the blue super. Says, is Harbaugh a real option? Um, as real as anybody at this point, you know, we're 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 spitballing names. Again, like I just said, David, if if the Denver Broncos call, you're gonna answer. You're gonna take the call. Can I make you an offer you can't refuse? Maybe, maybe. With Harbaugh, like I said at the beginning, David, if you weren't here, it's gonna come down to how do how do you enjoy spending your time? Maybe I want to be a Michigan man and deal with all the the personnel decisions and the recruiting that's going on that that can be fun some some guys dig that the dr frankenstein types who just want to live and breathe football the guys who are like life coordinators offensive and defense coordinators they don't want to deal with that bs they just want to do football what do you want to do i don't know the answer for that for jim harbaugh i don't if he wants to focus on being a football coach and the again the world's biggest league then he'll he'll go to the NFL, which has been an option for him the past couple of seasons. Now what happens when hundred billion dollars comes knocking on the door? You answer. Yeah. GTO sixty nine comes in says this is in the Broncos assigned Tin Tebow with a billion dollar contract over the next ten years. Turn off the Xbox. Make sure you unplug it and plug it back in there, GTO. We appreciate you <laughs> coming in. Uh, DeAndre saying Russ is mobile, but we need a head coach that will bring out the best and get the best out of Russ and hold him accountable. I really don't know if Russell Wilson is mobile anymore. Um, I, and I talked about it last night on uh, mile high insiders. You know, a lot of people say, no, oh, he, the hamstring injury, the lat injury, you know, he lost a lot of mobility after that. 
I went back and, you know, looked at some notes and listened to some uh, talking heads uh, after week one in the Seattle game. And even in that one, uh, when Russell Wilson was as healthy as he's been all season, the alarm bells were ringing. Wow, Russell Wilson is not running like he used to. Wow, look at the defensive lineman closing ground on him. We hadn't seen that before. used to be that he was running stride for stride with linebackers, and now he's just he's lost a lot of quickness, a lot of twitch, a lot of speed even. Uh, So I don't know if he is necessarily mobile anymore, and that's a concern. I think it's one reason that Russell Wilson, um, rumored, has really wanted to change his play style to be more within pocket, within structure, and uh, has had an affinity for Drew Brees' play style. The issue is Drew Brees was absolutely incredible, one of the best quarterbacks of all time in the quick pass game as far as anticipation, putting the ball in a spot where the the pass catcher can do the most after the catch, um, just reading the defense, all things that Russell Wilson has struggled with, not only this last year in Denver, but in his career. Is he going to change who he is overnight? He's got to get better there, (laughs) no doubt. But uh, I just, I think he kind of is who he is at this point, which is a quarterback who lives on down the field passing who's lost some ability to create out of structure. I know I'm looking for it, Nick, but it, it seems like the Broncos for the two years that I've been covering this team hit more guys with two feet planted on the ground than anybody else in the world. Yeah. You know, when we talk about run after the catch, you hit a guy in stride. He's already moving, not hit a guy on a button hook or a quick out. And he has to change directions or get going. He had a guy on a slant, a drag across something, swing pass, a circle route where you hit him in stride where he's already moving, it doesn't happen. You know, it just, it doesn't happen very often. So that's that's part of it also when you talk about yards after the catch. A couple of comments in here I wanted to highlight that I, I like. Travis comes in. We hit on this earlier, Travis, so I think you, you joined us a little late, but that's okay because our numbers actually rise as we go and we can hit on this again real quick. Uh, he says with um, that Peyton's put a staff together and tabbing Fangio as the DC, would Denver really be an option? Um, nothing set in stone, Travis, and... Sean Payton would the, the next Denver Broncos head coach could get a hundred million dollar contract. Just that's just the the finances of the NFL these days. You're not going to make a hundred million dollar decision based on Vic Fangio. So I wouldn't worry about that. Um, you know, he's a, it's like, Hey, listen, sorry, Vic. <laughs> I know we had talked about this, but I'm going to Denver and it's, it's not really an option. They've already got a defensive coordinator. I like, so that, that isn't going to be a deal breaker. And Silent One comes in. I, I like this comment too. It says, the truth is that we aren't a coach away, just like we weren't a quarterback away. However, the coach that would bring the biggest change is Harbaugh because he'll get rid of our horrible front office. And, and one of the questions was, um, you know, who says he's going to get the, get the, uh, the, the power to do that? And, you know, the, I, I don't think you'll have some say in it, but, you know, you're not going to come in and just, clean house on something like it. If anybody's going to do that, it's going to be Greg Penner and do it with, you know, who do we want? We might do it together. But on this, where it says the truth is that we aren't a coach away, just like we weren't a quarterback away, not from a Super Bowl, (laughs) not from a Super Bowl. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. But from becoming relevant and competent again, a coach will help. A coach will help. There's no reason this, this roster should be under 500. So you should see an immediate bounce next year from your style of play, the quality of play next season. You should. You should. Yeah. I and mean, 
we can go on and on about how this team is so bad. Uh, we've talked about the injuries you'd expect. God, I hate saying this so many years in a row. You'd expect injuries to regress more to the, the norm. You cannot continually be one of the most injured teams in football, given we know data driven that injuries are pretty random and from year to year. Uh, that's one that if you have, if you're down here one year, obviously it's the gambler's fallacy. It doesn't mean that your odds are better to be up here again, but it resets uh, every single team's odds reset. So given you've been down on the bottom or the top, I guess, of the injury rate, you would expect that you should be closer to the middle at least next year. We'll see if that uh, be- comes to fruition. Obviously the Broncos talked about the injuries and looking into that. So we'll see. And you it's got something to say. It's random until it's not. <laughs> that's true. Now for we're, life, we're, right? we're in the, I see a pattern territory here. Yep. You know, when so. it comes to the injuries in the Denver Broncos, it's not random anymore. It's, it's, it's the lack of oxygen. We have a full pattern developing. We're not talking about one score games where you go seven and two one year and then it regresses back to two and seven the next year. We're talking about six straight years. If I got six straight years of a guy going two and seven and one score games, I need a new coach. Yep. If I've got six straight years of being at the being one of the most injured teams in the league, despite four different coaching staffs with four different philosophies, there's a constant in there. One of them is. You're in Denver, the altitude. Altitude doesn't tear ACLs. Um, Altitude doesn't tear pectorals. Uh, Altitude doesn't do, it can contribute to hamstrings. It can. I was going to say the Um, hamstring, the soft tissue injuries. But that's, there's, there's so much more going on with this team than just hamstrings. It's something's going to change. It's, we, we, I, I said that about halfway through the season when you start hearing state media and yes, I will say it, Nick start bringing those questions up it's because someone has asked them to bring those questions up when it's been off topic you, you haven't been allowed to ask that it's been completely taboo for years now you're allowed to all of a sudden question all the injuries something's changing without a doubt what i, I mean, love spend- day in the same is rello country coming in here he says broncos should get david shaw what has david shaw been doing since he took over for in, in, in stanford I, I honestly don't know he had some good years there, but Stanford is just such a terrible school in the NIL landscape for college football. Uh, they don't really have a strong alumnus base as f- with football fandom. So uh, that's a team that is on the downward trend there. And uh, Stanford's, I mean, they just don't recruit at all. <laughs> they're, they're not very good anymore. I think he's still probably a pretty good football coach. I don't, I'm not interested in him as a head coach, but he has connections to Jim Harbaugh. Maybe you bring him in, um, in the Jim Harbaugh staff, if you uh, sign him, but David Shaw is definitely a name that if the Broncos do bring him in, it'll feel a little bit of a letdown. And I'd have to do some more uh, research on it. I know he's a pretty respected coach, but just the recent trend with Stanford, not all on him because we talk about it's a Jimmy's and Joe's, not an X's and O's thing. That's even more true for college football. And you can see the disparity there compared to the NFL. Um, but um, probably lower on the list for me, but is a answer to this one. Who's a dark horse head coach for the Broncos. Um, Joey Grubbs asks David Shaw is definitely a dark horse one. Him and uh, Jim Caldwell are two that uh, stand out to me. And I want to follow up with, with Rello. Um, he says, Andrew Luck, Christian McCaffrey, Zach Ertz, and David Castro are among the players who went on to pro bowl careers after developing under Shaw. One, it's been so long and the years start mixing together for me so much. I feel like at least one of those guys, specifically the five-star quarterback out of Texas that went to Stanford was a Jim Harbaugh recruit. I could be wrong. I think DeCastro was as well. I could be wrong. Um, but two, each one of those guys you mentioned were very, very highly recruited. 
I don't want to hear about developing. Stanford was recruiting at a level that was putting them in the top 10 for a few years there. And it started under Jim Harbaugh. David, Cal- uh, David Shaw did a good job. But I know, I remember each one of those. Davis, Andrew Luck was five stars. When does Stanford get a five-star quarterback? Tanner McKee was, re- wasn't he? Not real up. Who was? The one that's coming out this year who wasn't very good. Uh, he was in the same draft class as uh, Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Right, well, I was in charge when Andrew Luck was a five-star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey. I was in charge when these guys were coming out. Zach Ertz and David DeCastro. I was in charge of the rankings on that. And I had a great staff of guys in the West Coast. And basically, I just had to slot guys in different areas and sometimes make the decisions. Should this guy be a five or this guy be a four? But uh, I had a tremendous group of uh, scouts that I worked with uh, at scout.com and identified all of these guys early and often as big time prospects, including Andrew Luck, who was a five star going to Stanford. Um, But yeah. What I don't know what David Shaw has been done has been doing since since Stanford. That's a, that's that that's kind of a random name for me. Yeah, uh, there's been some linkage there. Obviously, the Broncos have some Stanford connections, so we'll see. Um, we got Travis coming in saying Happy Heavenly Birthday to uh, Broncos brother Armin. Yeah, the shout out to Armin uh, died tragically in a car accident um, years and years ago. So uh, didn't know it was his birthday today, but uh, Happy Birthday to him and thanks for uh, thanks for the shout out there, Travis. Um, also, we got Juan coming in here. Juan Espinoza, frequent frequent flyer on the Broncos for Breakfast channel over on Facebook. Says, good morning, gentlemen. Do you believe Denver goes with the first-time coach again? And if they do, what are your thoughts? I am outwardly of the opinion that I don't give a flying bag of you-know-what if it's a first-time head coach or a second-time head coach. Uh, you go through the list of head coaches that are succeeding this year, and it's nearly almost 50-50 as far as uh, – first time head coach succeeding or second time head coach succeeding. And some people are like, well, it's not really fair to call Mike Tomlin a first time head coach. Well, he was so good. The first time he hired around, he's been there the whole time. It's just what other category you're going to put him in. Um, so you, we, I don't really care if it's the first time or second time, uh, as long as you get in a good person, don't care if it's offense or defense, as long as it's a good person. The one thing that makes this a little bit more difficult is the Russell Wilson, locker room dynamic and power dynamic right now. Maybe you have a little bit more ability to take back some power in that room. If you have somebody like a big time coach, like Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. But I think going into this and saying, we must bring in somebody who's been a head coach prior limits, your pool limits, your options limits, the ideas that are going to be pitched to you um, that I don't think that's a way to do that. You can prefer a second time head coach with experience, but it cannot be a must have previous head coaching experience for me personally, I think that's a terrible process uh, for hiring a coach. Best man for the job. I told you that's what they were going to say. You know, it doesn't necessarily have a, uh, a, they might have it in their mind, but they're not going to say it. What do, what do we prefer is get, get the right guy. And I don't know who that is right now. Um, and silent one has an, has a, an, an interesting comment coming in here talking about, you watched a video about a medical study going on right now about the frequency of sports injuries and longer recovery times compared to 20 years ago due to marijuana use. That would be an interesting study. Um, if someone were to ask me about that, I would say what else has happened in the last 20 years is the hyper-specialization of sports. Mm-hmm. It's year-round, and there's very little recovery time period for the body to recover from the stresses and strains that you put through. Football players are playing football 12 months a year with the seven-on-sevens and those types of things. Quarterbacks are throwing all the time. They're more ready to play right away. You see the defensive backs, receivers, the skill players, they're more ready to play when they arrive at the next level because they've been playing for 12 months. But if you want to ask me about the frequency of sports injuries, 
the hyper-specialization of the last 20 years becomes a problem as well. Yeah, and also these guys are packing on muscle uh, in areas that we haven't seen in the prior 20 years because not only hyper-specialization in sports, but the body type building uh, that you have. And what doesn't keep up? Ligaments and tendons and bones. Yeah, I mean those. Okay, (laughs) so I can add an extra 20 pounds, but there's no working out the ligaments and getting the same. And and the thing goes for the same thing goes for the brain injuries. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can change the helmet a little bit. But the concussions, instead of a 220-pound linebacker running a 4.6, I've got a 220-pound safety running in the four threes, and the collisions are more violent. So mm-hmm. all of that contributes to it. And the brain hasn't the, – the things that you can't train up are the bones, which surrounds your brain for the concussions, and the ligaments and tendons that are tearing more frequently because there's more stress being put on them. But, again, that's – getting super into the weeds at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got Holy Diver coming in saying, Nick, without his Christmas sweater, Christmas is over. Uh, it's out there for December and then it gets put away. Um, I can put it back on for you for a low price of a $3 super chat, but Scott's got a, uh, <laughs> Scott's got his uh, mug out here. Um, Holy Diver also says, uh, but could Carr go to Denver as a backup and potentially starter over Wilson and uh, drive Broncos to get back at the Raiders. I don't see Carr going to Denver. I can't see the Broncos allocating the funds to bring in a David Carr. He's going to have a pretty solid market out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the type of quarterbacks that you're talking about for the Broncos here, and Scott might have to earmuffs this one or mute himself so he doesn't sigh, um, but like the likes of maybe an Andy Dalton, uh, the likes of Jacoby Brissett, that's one that I think makes a lot of sense for the Broncos. Uh, Marcus maybe- Mariota. Marcus Mariota, maybe uh, he was a serviceable starter. He, he, he wasn't was great, but he was yeah. a serviceable starter. But yeah, that's what you're looking at. And, and uh, you know, the, we can't afford uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, David Carr. I grew up with his, I had his brother first. So he, and she, it's Derek, Derek Carr. Derek. Yeah. <laughs> David's his older brother. Yeah. Um, Derek will not play on his $35 million contract next year. He'll get away from that. So he won't be that expensive. He'll be a free agent. He'll still be expensive, but he will have a decent market and he will make 10 plus million dollars as a free agent quarterback. New York jets make a lot of sense. Indianapolis Colts. uh, There's going to be some team at the top of this draft class that really wants a quarterback that doesn't get the guy they want. Uh, Carolina could, I know they don't have a lot of cap space, but they could probably work something out uh, to bring him in. Uh, The Colts are a team that's going to be after a quarterback. uh, So we'll we'll see. I mean, heck, Arizona has to go without a quarterback next year. They're going to have a new head coach coming in. Maybe that's a team. So it will be interesting uh, to see how that plays out out there in the desert. Um, And we also got DeAndre Weatherspoon saying no college coaches for me. The thing about Jim Harbaugh that makes him not a Mm -hmm. straight up college coach is that he had immense success with the 49ers they did Mm -hmm. what in the five years he was there they went to three nfc championships and that's with alex smith and colin kaepernick it's not like he's on the coattails of tom brady drew Brees, peyton manning now he did it with multiple quarterbacks and every single place he's gone the teams have been somewhat similar the style the identity that they build looks similar so you're getting i think a a formula that works in any league you're, he runs a pro style. He took his NFL style and took it to Michigan. I mean, he's he tried a little spread this, first. <laughs> Didn't work. This a, a little bit becomes um, more about David Shaw, you know, on mm-hmm. that. And I agree. It's it is such a different. You saw the guys that didn't have success and bolted right away. Frankly, who has had success in Washington? We talk about Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier is a genius, but Nick Saban, guys like that, <clears throat> they're used to being in charge of every single detail. 
and having control over everything. You don't want to play? Fine, we'll cut you. You can't do that in the NFL. The players have equally, if not as much power as the, as the head coach. That ain't going to fly with Nick Saban. Wasn't going to fly with Nick Saban and didn't. He got out. Um, it doesn't mean he can't coach, but you don't want someone like that. And if I want a college coach, I want somebody who is innovative in one of the, maybe the lower, I say this all the time, don't give me the offensive coordinator at LSU or Ohio State or Alabama where they're out-talenting every single freaking team they play. Let's go see who's tearing it up one level down. Is Bowling Green putting up a zillion yards of offense this year? Uh, you know, Miami of Ohio, you know, somebody like that where the talent level is equal and I'm literally out scheming you. And in that case, I still want, I might hire you as a, an assistant and give you a path up where uh, I, I agree though, DeAndre, you might not be talking about first time coaches, but by God, they better have NFL experience. Yeah. And uh, we got Jetty Splash coming in saying, Dalton, he always crashes and burned at the end of the season. You are bringing in that quarterback and a couple other names here the first Scott's eye roll because he loves these two so much. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. You know, I those kind of guys. Mayfield. Yeah, it's Sam Darnold that you. It's Sam Darnold is the one that just has blown my mind since San Clemente High School. When I went to go see them, I was like, eh, meh. And then the the USC hype train is the, the Southern California... I used to say either they are they don't know what the hell they're talking about or they're intentionally dishonest. Which which one is it? I don't like either one of them. But the hype train I saw, they brought in this offensive lineman that I was like, you know, he's he's big. Brought him in from Ohio, so I saw him. They hadn't seen him before. Comes in the practice, they're just raving about him. Oh, he's amazing. Underrated this, underrated. That. I was like, oh, maybe I missed. I watched half a practice. Like I didn't miss. Kid didn't play a down. <laughs> like yeah. they're just either you don't know what you're doing or you are intellectually dishonest. Pick one. Sam Darnold benefited from that hype train. Luckily for us, uh, we can uh, both agree that the Caleb Williams hype train is real as far as the play. tape. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he did it at Oklahoma as well. Um, but uh, you're talking about quarterbacks here that are soft competing with Russell Wilson next season. And one thing, you know, we can talk about Dalton being a lower level quarterback. I agree. He's not a long-term option at all. However, specifically um, Jacoby Brissett and Andy Dalton, they are renowned uh as far as being locker room guys uh their teammates love them everywhere they've gone the saints players i mean outwardly spoken very highly about andy dalton jacoby Brissett. i mean the job that he's he did coming into this browns team and keeping them stable this year i mean it's not jacoby Brissett's fault this browns team is horrible this year it's the what is it 30 ranked defense uh that cleveland's fielding this season and the number number 32 ranked run defense so bringing him in it's not a long-term option but it's a protection in case russell wilson stinks it's a stabilization factor in the locker room and it's also protecting yourself from that injury guarantee if russell wilson is playing bad and you are moving on from him well and, and my question right now is who are you expecting lamar jackson no it's you're you know, stuck you know right now your competition's not russell wilson your competition's brett rippon you're looking to upgrade there yep so don't you know, don't uh, don't roll your eyes at Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's an improvement. Andy Big Dalton time. would improve your quarterback play right now. He's been better than he's better than your starter. What I'm saying this season, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's put it in the jar. Yeah, <laughs> we we don't have a swear jar on this show. We've got a giant sigh jar on this show. So every time you start talking about the state of the quarterback position and the options to fix it in the short term, and Nick just gave a big. 
Put a dollar in the side jar. Yeah, yep. It's uh, I'm tired. Uh, William coming in and said, I don't think you can win the West with Andy Dalton. It's not about, unfortunately, that's not a winning the West. That is a trying to soft land. What was that? Go get. You got Russell Wilson and you got someone to bring in. Who's it going to be? Oh, Rippin? Okay. Yeah. That, that's your. That's who you're competing with right now. So again, let's keep our expectations somewhere close to reality. Are you going to trade three first round picks to get Lamar Jackson? You know, that that's, that's not, it's not going to happen. Jimmy and, G again, is going to have a, you know, Brissette or healthy Jimmy G. I don't know what Brissette's market will be. Jimmy G's market will put him into the 10 plus million range. Yeah. Yep. It's, we're talking about Brissette and Dalton because they're not going to be very expensive, but you know what you're getting a uh, very high floor. And again, I think bringing in somebody with a very strong um, locker room presence, I think will be very good for the uh, Russell Wilson thing. However, that could g- breed some uh, contempt in that room. You know, if the players are rallying behind the backup uh, and Russell Wilson's detached, I mean, it's a weird formula, but we're, we're embracing the weird formula because it's going to have to be weird uh, for how this Broncos team is shaping up in the future couple seasons. William coming in saying, I think Maker has a higher ceiling. I think Mayfield does have a, a higher ceiling as well. They're going to bring in somebody. Uh, we're just throwing out names here. They're not going to go get the top tier free agent quarterback because they can't pay the top tier free agent quarterback. You're looking for the the journeyman that can come in and stabilize the ship. And a higher ceiling also means a bigger market. Again, so you don't want to try and get into a a bidding war for for Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to get some money. He is he going to be available? Yeah. Is uh, Mayfield available? Yeah. Will he be in the realm of what you're willing to spend? to improve your, your quarterback room. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And Adam, you're killing me on this, dude. Russell's not going anywhere. Who's going to compete with him? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, just laughing at the state of the franchise right now. I don't think Rippin is better than Russ. Rippin is one of the worst backups, number twos, and not to be forced up because of injuries in the league. Um, just, is what it is, uh, but uh, definitely we'll see what happens there. And it comes back again, talking about the quarterback situation in Denver in 2023 and the reason that Mike Kliss tweeted out the 2024 draft class. Yeah, this exactly. is a bridge season next season. Everything you can is start pointing- talking about who, who's going to come in to replace Russ next year. Hey, there you go. Ryan says, bring Drew back. He's going to be a free agent. There, I mean, yeah. he'll be a free agent, uh, four-year deal. It's up. He'll, he'll, you're, you compete with Seattle. Does Seattle want to bring him back as a backup to Gino? Gino's going to be a free agent too, for that matter. I would imagine that Seattle will make him a nice offer, but not necessarily a financially crippling type of offer. Um, but Seattle's got two free agent quarterbacks coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, heck, they're doing some stadium improvements. Maybe they can put a little uh, stage on the corner of the bench for uh, Drew Locke to come out and wrap uh, put on for my city by young Jeezy just to get the fans going there. The Broncos aren't good next year. At least we can lead a lead a sing along. Um, I don't think Drew Locke's coming back. Uh, but anyway, final thoughts here. We've talked a lot today. Man, so much information. We didn't even talk about the chiefs. We got to get our chiefs. Uh, yeah, I know Denver going to Kansas city. They have 17 players on the injury list. What? 30 players on IR this season. Uh, I don't even know what the line is. If it's anything, over or if it's anything under 14 points i would hammer the over uh i don't think this is going to be a close game i think the broncos are gonna probably compete somewhat out there i do like uh rossberg i did think his interview or his press conference yesterday was solid but this is such a talent disadvantage team and i think this chief's team is going to look to step on the throat sweep the leg whatever uh cliche you want to use because of what happened in this last game uh they they took their foot off the gas and the broncos came back and 
they're probably going to be a little bit irritated uh, about that. They're not going to let that happen. So I expect this one to be a blowout. I probably got this one. Let's go Kansas City 35, Denver Broncos 10. What's the uh, what's the line? I know you've said 16. Is that what it really is? I haven't looked. I'm last I saw that high. Last I saw it was like 11 and a half. Yeah, I got 12 and a half over on ESPN right now. So it won't be that high. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't touch this game. You just, you don't know what to expect. The, you know, you get the new manager bounce is what they like to call it, where these guys feel freed up playing for their jobs for next year, playing to put good tape up there. Kansas City is cruising, but they still need this game. So, Home game, I think it's going to be close for a while, and then Kansas City pulls away, you know, mid coming out of the halftime. So think of it like maybe a low scoring 13 to 6 at half, as long as you don't throw a bunch of interceptions to begin the game. Um, and then they pull away a little bit and maybe, you know, 27 13. That'd be a 14 point game somewhere in that neighborhood. But this one, as, as predictable as it feels, there's a wild card in there right now. So We'll see. We'll see. But again, the, the what we talked about at the Chiefs at the beginning is you're going into this with no expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, this is as relaxed as you should ever feel. There's nothing to lose. Zero. Everybody stay healthy and let's see some good play from young players. I just I just don't know how the defense can hold in this one. You know, you playing defense a lot of times is a mentally uh demanding spot you have to be in the right position and process and run fit and everything and good tackling for him and we saw it last week the tackling was horrible the run fits were horrible and that's a you know not being all all in there uh with your heart and your mind and i just i'm curious if that's the case now i mean we talk about it you know that team lost discipline last week but then everybody came out today and put waiting or not or yesterday i guess and talked about how sad they were about losing harbaugh even randy gregory mentioned one of the reasons that he was um so frustrated we got harbaugh on the brain did I say Hackett? Okay. You said Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Yeah. Okay. The, one of the reasons that Randy Gregory lost his discipline is because, and people were upset, is because they knew that when their butts were getting kicked, that's it for Hackett. So I'm curious if you have a, rather than an emotional upswing on this one, an emotional letdown. Um, I don't think the guys in the locker room view Hackett as the most displeasing, uh, unpalatable person in Denver right now. <laughs> Go ahead and say uh, it, Nick. Who do you think they think that is right now? Uh, we can talk about what Shannon Sharp said yesterday. Pretty yeah, much screaming. It, it, that, that could be it. Um, well, they should have played better. That's what we did hear them all say, too, is, you know, I, I heard it from Dalton Reisner. heard it from Russell Wilson. They basically all said, you know, part of this is my fault. I should have played better. And they feel bad for it. So, again, could they pack it in and get blown out? Yes. Could they rally and try and show that they're not as bad as everybody says? Yes. Could they just get beat because they're beat handily because they're not as good as the Chiefs? Yes. It's uh it's there's there's several wild cards in there once you've made a change like this. If you're playing it straight up, then the 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 the, the Chiefs win this by 14 points. But there's factors. Again, if you come out and Russell Wilson throws 10 interceptions on two of his first three interceptions, go blow snow or whatever, you know, rake the yard. I've got leaves. Snow, but I don't have a snowblower, I got a leaf blower. Um Undecorate something on, on, you know, nurse your hangover, whatever it takes on Sunday. Yeah. So, um, what did you have? You had the final, I have it 35 to 10. I'll Kansas say City. 27, 13. Okay. Which would be so what, we both 40 points 
on a 12 and a half. That's too close for me to talk about taking the uh, which line. Um, it's a 45 and I'm five under on the over under. I'd still probably go under on this one because that's 35. Okay. 10 is still right at the, at the, at the under. Yeah. I'd still probably so, go under on this one. Uh, Chiefs cover under. We'll see. Um, interesting stuff here. Uh, Jeremy Fowler again, wrapping up the show, Jeremy Fowler saying that the Broncos are going to engage in interest with Sean Payton. All rumors to date had been that Sean Payton has no desire to come to Denver, uh, but maybe things change um, now that the Chargers job seems to be out the window. The Cowboys are probably keeping Mike McCarthy because that is a very good Cowboys team playing great offense right now. Um, Dak Prescott might be the best mental quarterback in football uh, right now. I mean, did you see this last game? He went like 20 for 20 against zone coverage or something insane. I mean, that's good for him. Dak Prescott's playing football at a high level. The pick six. Yeah, he's, he's good. Um, they could use another weapon, but I digress. Uh, 31 to six says Quentin Caldwell. Yep. That's, that's probably about right. Um, that's the under, but, uh, that's the under by eight. So again, the over under on this one's 45. I like the, I like the under better than I like the line. I bet the money line on this one. I'm sure it's bet 10,000 to win 50 bucks, but um, I'd, I'd still put the money on the Chiefs. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, probably going to be an ugly game. But yeah, wrapping up, Jeremy Fowler, Lincoln, uh, Sean Payton to the Broncos. Everything to date had been that the Broncos might have interest, but Sean Payton would have none. Now that the landscape has somewhat changed, specifically in regards to the Chargers spot, we'll see what happens. Personally, for me, I would rather go get Jim Harbaugh than Sean Payton. I think Sean Jim Harbaugh's built up multiple programs with a, an identity. I don't know if I like Sean Payton's identity so much and his success has been more tied to a Hall of Fame level quarterback than not, which scares me. And the big kicker for me, you don't have to give up anything but money for Jim Harbaugh. You probably have to give up your first round pick this year to bring in Sean Payton, which this yeah. is a team that needs talent. Yeah, not a guarantee, but the, you know, someone asked, it may have been uh, Colin or Chase. I think it was Chase asked, you know, you don't have to, you can offer other than draft picks to get Peyton uh, from the Saints, right? Yeah, you don't actually have to offer anything. They could just say go. That's not going to happen, but there's not a guarantee. They just own the rights to his contract. It ends up being more like international football. I need to buy the rights for his contract and then sign it, and then he needs to agree to a contract. So there's three parties involved where I've got to convince the Saints to let him go. Then you know, I have, so we have to come together. That's two parties. And then the third party is then convincing the the coach that to come. So that's how international football works, which I said is, you know, always kind of fun um, to follow from a general manager standpoint. But I, I honestly think Peyton gets a lot of his, and I know for me, again, one of the reasons he is seen as not just a Drew Brees guy is because when Jameis Winston came in, and that's a small sample size, so that's risky. Mm -hmm. When Jameis Winston came in and played for you know six games, he was playing at the highest level of his career under Sean Payton. So you, you've seen Teddy Bridgewater come in, go 4-0 and get a silly contract from the Panthers. So he's had success in that system, being able to plug in guys that haven't been as good in other places. Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater both come to mind. Again, those are small sample sizes, four or five games at a time, as opposed to over the course of a full season. You can say what happened when they didn't have Sean Payton. They stunk again. And if you're looking at the history of the New Orleans Saints before Sean Payton, they were a bottom three franchise in NFL history. So, you know, that, that they became a power in the NFC is largely coincides with Sean Payton being there. 
I'd be pretty thrilled with Harbaugh or Peyton if I was a Denver Broncos fan. Yeah. I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little less on Harbaugh, but you can convince me on that. I just, I think Mm -hmm. you really need your draft picks because again, you can talk coaching all day and building the culture, which does matter. But at the end of the day, it's about the Jimmys and Joes. So giving up that first round pick for a team that does not have extra capital for a team that's going to need cheap cost controlled players to overcome the seeming now we can talk about, I guess, likely dead cap hit that'll come from Russell Wilson. Uh, not having picks is a hard way to dig yourself out of this. And real quick on the Teddy comment says, uh, Colin says, Teddy was good in Minnesota before he got hurt. And he was good in New Orleans after he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. Um, First time we're hearing Sean Payton really be linked to the Broncos from a viable source. It does sound like it's coming more from the Broncos side of things versus the Sean Payton side of things, but we're going to monitor it. We're going to be here talking with you guys about it through the way. And, uh, Another head coaching search, Scott. This is our second one together, and uh, we'll be hopefully the last one for a while. But who knows? Um, we'll see how it plays out. Make sure you guys are following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at uh, MHH Pod at BFB underscore Pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you're joining our Facebook community at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And as the ticker says here underneath. Make sure you're heading on over to YouTube, uh, joining us on there, subscribing to Mile High Huddle, liking this show out there, the thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. And share the show on your social media platforms, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, the TikTok. I know Scott's dipping his toe in the TikTok world these days. So uh, we greatly appreciate that. Obviously, there's a lot of fantastic uh, Broncos coverage out there, draft coverage out there. But uh, we think that we're doing it different and a little bit better uh, than anybody else out there. So we'd appreciate you guys if you'd support us that way as well. Shout out to everybody who came in and uh, donated today to the show. Uh, I know that end of the year, sometimes maybe a little less money, a little more money, Christmas money coming in. Uh, don't know if Mark contributed, but Mark's always a big contributor as well. Says he thinks Peyton will be in Arizona. Certainly possible. That's a team that he's been connected to, but uh, we'll see. I think the Rams become a much greater possibility than the Chargers yep. or Cowboys now. Um, you know, Watching uh, Sean McVay talked about possibly hanging it up last year, you mm-hmm. know, could pull a Madden on us and win the thing and go out and be a great media person for the next 40 years of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rams are a, a, a decent possibility right now. I'd put them number one as well, um, but it all comes down to Sean McVay. Maybe he wants to go spend more time with his smoking hot girlfriend. Would not blame him. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Priorities. Uh, Come on, man. Football around a bunch of smelly, sweaty dudes or uh, hanging out on the beach. Um, but appreciate you guys so much. A lot of fun things to talk about here. Uh, one day closer to the Broncos getting relevant <laughs> again. Um, everyone have a good one. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Happy New Year. Next time we see you, we will have some college football playoff games and know who's going to be in the championship and all those New Year's Six Bowls. Really excited for that. Make sure you're tuning in tonight. Great football game. Washington versus Texas in the Alamo Bowl. A lot of uh, the good quarterbacks in that one, too. That's probably one of the better bowls of the non-power ones this season. Um, We'll see you guys later. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.